Hey, I think they can hear me now. Welcome to another episode of Miked Up, where we don't know what the fuck is going on, but we, we are going to talk the music about right here? sports and everything in there. I just have to wait until I see the little red circle. It's like the opposite of the circle of death from the Xbox days, where you're like, oh shit, my device doesn't work. Now it's like, oh, I do see the red circle of me speaking. It does work. So we thank you guys for being here and putting up with all of our boo shit. Uh, but we do have a great show lined out today. We have the huge Matt Ryan news that happened yesterday as soon as we were done recording. Uh, then also the other dominoes started to fall. Guys like Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. Maybe we'll get into this Urban Meyer story a little bit. But we're also going to get into mocking the mock. One of my favorite things to do. Looking at some of these mock drafts that come out occasionally. And then a Tell the Truth Tuesday for mm-hmm. you as well. Big Country, welcome in. I assume people can hear you. One two, I think so, and I love the I love the chat. To tell the truth, Tuesday we can hear you. <laughs> That's a perfect perfect response on the chat, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that is. Uh, we do appreciate you guys uh, putting up with us, helping us out. Sometimes we just have to restart the episode. Sometimes we have to put a message in the chat. Uh, and I told Big Country earlier today, going to try to be more active in the chat. So if you uh, if you have comments, if you have questions while the show is going on, uh, don't hesitate to drop them in there. Uh, we do appreciate you guys. Let's start talking about sports, though, before I go on odd, random rants. Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts happened yesterday. They trade Matt Ryan. The Falcons trade Matt Ryan to the Colts for a third-round pick. Absolutely amazing value. And I am not a Matt Ryan guy. I never have been. I'm not a Falcons guy. I'm not a Matt Ryan guy. But to get a quarterback of his caliber, I know he's old. I know he's expensive. But you only give up a third-round pick? Good job to the Colts. I was actually starting to worry about the Colts and like, oh, what are you going to do at quarterback? They sat back. They waited a little bit. They they got a great quarterback. Hey, patience is key. And I love how you say great. Good. Don't want to get too excited here. But I do realize here's another thing. He's number two. We're going to try this again. Second year of the number two. If you remember... This is the big oh year the jersey the number number two. I see what yeah, you're doing. The jersey now. number two, February twenty second, two thousand twenty two. Everyone, hey, this how's is the year last this quarterback do. Um, you know the choo choo Carson Wentz uh-huh. uh, ran out of tracks right off the cliff. Yeah, it, I think one thing, on not to just um, to keep bringing up Carson Wentz with you. It is crazy. They traded Carson Wentz and got two third round picks back. <laughs> yeah. And then they trade one third-round pick to get Matt Ryan. So, honestly, they need to say thank you to Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, like, wh- or, like, what are the commanders thinking? <laughs> We're them. <laughs> honestly, I don't even blame them for the two third-round picks that they gave up for Carson Wentz. It was maybe a little bit rich. But the fact that you only gave up one third-round pick for Matt Ryan does seem like a pretty good trade. So, and, hats off <clears> to the Colts for that one. And the fact that you were able to trade Carson Wentz's contract away, too, in the midst of it. Now, granted, you're also bringing on Matt Ryan's contract, but at the same time, you're more willing to do that if he's a better quarterback, which, as of this point right now, I think we can all agree he is. It'd be hard not to be. <laughs> it's going to be I tough. was starting to think maybe I needed to get in shape to go try out for the Colts. That's <laughs> no. where we were at yesterday morning. <laughs> not really, but it is um, interesting. And with the Falcons, I do think this was another big domino. Uh, I think it all started with Aaron Rodgers going back to Green Bay. Then we almost immediately see Russell Wilson traded to the Broncos. Now, then you see Deshaun Watson last week. After those big three kind of got settled into their new spot, now we're seeing guys like Matt Ryan get traded to the Colts. They figured out their quarterback situation. Jameis Winston almost immediately yesterday signed, re-signed, I guess, with the Saints. Mm -hmm. And then immediately following that, Marcus Mariota signs with the Falcons. So uh, we've got a lot of teams that have figured out what they're going to do, or at least they have a plan in place for their quarterback position. And I like it. I, Jameis going back to the Saints, there's some familiarity there. Um, and I think it also goes to show, as we're going to talk about later, teams don't love the quarterbacks in this draft. We've been no. saying it for like almost a year, honestly, like doing that peek ahead thing that we always do. The, the NFL didn't love these quarterbacks. Even last year, I kind of questioned it. Like, what are you talking about? There's some pretty decent talent here, but now we're seeing, you know, not very many guys go in the 
top 10 or the top 15 of these mock drafts that are happening. But I do still think uh, like a team like the Falcons could maybe pair a young quarterback with Marcus Mariota. He yeah. signs a two-year deal. I think most of it was guaranteed for like a one-year. It looks like it's probably going to be like a one-year, and then maybe, maybe he gets cut. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the Falcons interested in a quarterback like they should have been last year. Like 100%. all of this that they're doing this offseason should have happened last year. I remember mock drafts um, for the Falcons last year, and I kept saying you got to pull the trigger on a quarterback. But if they go Kyle Pitts, that must mean they're still all in for this season because you had guys like Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and the other quarterback or er, receiver, Calvin Ridley. Yes. You had all three of those guys last year. So drafting Kyle Pitts, I thought, oh, okay, cool, they're all in. It's your, your decision. I thought it was wrong. You don't have any of those guys anymore. And you also don't have Justin Fields to go with it. I, I mean, I really, I think we need to look at the Falcons and what they did. And they need to take some heat for this one. Like that, That's just bad maneuvering where you've held on to your old quarterback, your old receiver. And then obviously the Calvin Ridley thing, a little bit different. But it, yeah. it's tough to see what they did there. Bringing in Marcus Mariota, I don't know that that's the fix. Drafting a quarterback in this draft class, that's not the fix. Definitely it's not. Tough and it, times. And it made it tough. It was even tougher last year, you know, having a first-year head coach. And so it's like everything's new there. And it's like, well, maybe we'll just give Matt Ryan a year. We can make this offense work. Well, maybe, but then you just absolutely lost all your offensive weapons, like you said. And now this offseason, the only receiver that you really had step up this past season, Russell Gage, has now left as well. So you were legitimately left with Cordell Patterson, who's your just Mr. Utility man, does whatever in the backfield. Shit, he'll play defense if need be, return the ball. We know that. And then Kyle Pitts. And that, that's it. That's all you have. And you haven't really done anything this offseason to go get more receivers either. You signed Marcus Mariota. I'm assuming you're probably going to draft a quarterback at eight and then just pray to God and hope that it's the right one out of this class and that he can hopefully start midway through the season when everyone is just completely fed up with Marcus Mariota. Yeah, and their head coach, Arthur Smith, came from the Titans. So I think that is the reason why they're bringing in a guy like Marcus Mariota. Familiar with that at least style of offense. It's probably Mm -hmm. pretty similar to what they were running in Tennessee. And I do think that Marcus Mariota is probably at the point in his career where he is the mentor type guy. I I know there are a lot of rumors when he was a Raider about, like, oh, he could go and start somewhere else. It never happened, though. (laughs) They had two off-seasons in a row, it felt like. Uh, There were rumors of, oh, the Raiders might trade him. Well, they didn't, and that's probably because no one came knocking. No one one picked up the phone to call the Raiders for him. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, You know, Kyle Pitts had his his tweets, his posts about things are going to get lit in Atlanta, I think is what it was. Enjoy Marcus Mariota. <laughs> uh, sorry, dude. <laughs> you were really good as a rookie last year, but uh, that's kind of what's happening there. That Jameis Winston back to the Saints. I don't blame him for that one. You get a, another guy, like I said, familiar with the building. I think that he can be a bit of a leader, at least. I, I think some people within the locker room at least respect what he has to say. Stop eating, eating W's and making your corny little statements, but I do think uh, he is a guy that works hard. I think yeah, you can say that just, about him. It might look I, weird at times, but he's at least doing it. He's at least trying to work out. That is very – I mean, you see the 100% effort there and, you know, the, the hard-looking determination and focus on his face. It's a dumb-looking face, but it's getting the job done. He's an NFL quarterback, so you got to give him props there, I guess. I guess. My thing is, if you're the Saints, are you like – where are you at this year? Like, what's your mindset? Do you – are you really wanting to truly compete? And that might sound like a silly question – but at the same time, like, do you really think you have a chance this year in the end? I mean, the NFC feels like it's wide open, especially for Tom Brady. Just going to skeet on through to the Super Bowl is really what it feels like to me. But with Jameis as your quarterback, do you feel comfortable after last year going down with the ACL injury? He was like, you know what? He was actually kind of starting to turn a corner. Things were looking a little bit better. He's kind of getting a little bit more consistent, more reliable in terms of making the right read and the right throw and not trying to force anything. And so you think you can compete, or is it – and we'll just give this a go, and we'll go get a quarterback next offseason if, if need be. I think they're a candidate to draft a quarterback this year, too. I, I think with Jameis Winston, maybe the Saints look at that situation and say, okay, you're going to start for us this year. Next year might be competing with a rookie quarterback, similar to what Atlanta's doing with Marcus Mariota. I would not rule either one of those teams out on drafting a quarterback, but it does kind of feel like they're going to be the starters 
in 2022. And then maybe you're grooming another guy because a lot of these quarterbacks that are coming up in this class, they need some time. Even Kenny Pickett, who's old as shit for a draft prospect, he might need a little time adjusting to the NFL. Uh, but we'll see. I, I think two other names that are very interesting to talk about are Baker Mayfield and Jimmy G. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw somebody I tweet at me yesterday, this dance is uh, filling up and there's not a lot of chairs left. Where are they going to go? You got the teams like the Panthers. Maybe they make a move. Um, but as we've talked about before, the Panthers don't have a lot of draft picks to trade, like for a Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield. They sit there at pick number six overall, and then they don't draft again until the fourth round. <laughs> maybe with the way this quarterback market is, maybe if you're the Panthers, you can go to the Browns and say, hey, Matt Ryan just went for a third-round pick. We'll give you a fourth for Baker Mayfield. If that's the case, I say pull the trigger. You can trade a four for Baker Mayfield, do it. But I don't know if even they want to. And Seattle is another team that's been very popular. Um, I don't think they're bringing in Baker Mayfield to compete with Drew Locke. They've already said how much they love Drew Locke. And Jimmy G, the other option, not trading him within division. Not unless you're getting some pretty good picks. And I don't think you're getting good picks back for Jimmy G. Again, if Matt Ryan is going for a third, I'm starting that negotiation for Jimmy G with a fourth. Because I don't think he's better than Matt Ryan. I don't think it's close. I can't even believe I'm contemplating it, honestly. <laughs> so that's uh, kind of what's happening around the league with the quarterbacks. And I, I don't know what's going to happen with Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo. I would not be surprised if they both return to their teams as backups. Especially it's, Jimmy G. That one's looking like that's going to happen more. But with Baker, I, like, there's no way he stays there. He would be such a nuisance. Like, I... Yeah. I can't even hate on him because, like, I probably would be too. It's like, fuck this. I'm done here. Yeah. They got to trade him for something. I do wonder if it's a fourth-round pick to Carolina. Well, even with Carolina, they have all their picks for next year. So Cleveland's kind of in a spot where it's like, yeah, you know, we traded a lot to get this guy, but we're also our roster's kind of fine. So we'll be fine with less draft picks this year. But if you can give us something for next year. So there's you're no way he goes. three draft picks. Yeah, 2023. They have their first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. I think they traded away their six for Stephon Gilmore. So it's it's one of these situations, too, where if you miss on Baker Mayfield, you now have to deal with the fact of, like, oh, now we have even less draft picks for 2023 and our team still stinks. Yeah, with the Panthers, do they want to take that risk again of, well, we missed on a guy like Sam Darnold. We missed on a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. Missed on a guy like Cam Newton. Nobody talks about him anymore. Uh, he's a free agent. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> uh they missed three times in a row, and eventually, and I think it is happening now, Matt Rule kind of has to take some heat for that one, too. Yeah. And this guy, he was pretty anointed coming out of college of like, oh, they're going to turn the Panthers around quickly. It's eh. like everyone just immediately believed that he would help the Panthers win. Like, was there anybody in the media that really questioned it? No. Not like, really. I don't feel not like that I remember. Was. Yeah. It was just like, oh, my God, Matt Rule to the Panthers, look but out. But everything that's new is – great that's true you don't get very many people that will be critical of and the panthers do have a good roster like you have playmakers you have the guys on defense that are studs you just you're literally missing that quarterback yeah and so it does you just have to have it you can't skate by with mediocrity at quarterback you have to have something good and matt rule did have that really long contract i think it was like six years Mm -hmm. that he had so maybe the Panthers are giving him time to find a quarterback. And it's like, all right, strike one, strike two. Now you got to do it. Now we got to find you one. But I don't know that Baker Mayfield is that answer. So maybe you do go to the 49ers. I don't know that the 49ers are going to move off of Jimmy Garoppolo for a fourth, though. Or a, a future three. Well, they might have to do a three. Everyone else is going for a three. Why would Jimmy Garoppolo go for any more than that? Because the 49ers front office is dumb sometimes. <laughs> And I think there's you also have to figure out within that front office who wants to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo and who wants to keep him. Like, if they're meeting and John Lynch is like, no, we can get rid of him for a third, like, let's do it. But then you check in with Kyle Shanahan, and he's like, absolutely not. I'm not trading him for a third. We're keeping him. And then you are going to have that weird dynamic of who actually gets to make the decision, especially at quarterback. You know, there are a lot of rumors of that Kyle Shanahan wanted Mac Jones. John Lynch did not. If you're John Lynch and you've already given up the draft picks to go get your guy and Trey Lance, you got to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, there's no way you can bring him back this year. Yeah, and like we've said before, the shoulder injury probably slowing down his market 
a little bit. A lot of teams probably waiting for him to recover from that. But it is going to be interesting to see. I know a lot of the quarterback dominoes have fallen into place, but there are still two huge ones left with Baker Mayfield and Jimmy G. The number of teams available to get quarterbacks is dwindling up. And like I said with Seattle, I know a lot of people put Seattle in there. I don't think it's going to happen for them. I think they're going to roll with Drew Locke this year. I feel like that's a smokescreen, and then I'm saying that it's like I don't know who for. Like you yeah, really maybe a drafted wheel- guy, because I know I don't think they're making moves on Mayfield or Jimmy G. You're not bringing in Cam Newton, Jameis gone, Mariota gone. So maybe they're sitting there at pick number nine now that they acquired in the Russell Wilson trade. Maybe they are smokescreening a little bit of hey, we're not interested in quarterbacks. We love Drew Locke. Loved him in the draft, and then boom, they take the first quarterback. Would you rather have Drew Locke or Andy Dalton, though, as a starting quarterback? Oh, Drew Locke. Really? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I saw you like. tweeting about Andy Dalton yesterday. <laughs> yeah, he's still like a free agent. You got all these guys needing quarterbacks. Like Andy Dalton went in for the Bears last year, and it was like, ah, yeah, I'll try and help you guys compete. Cowboys, two years before that, kept him pretty competitive through the year. He's nothing special. Yeah, but I mean, well, I shit. say Drew Locke because at least with Drew Locke, give him 17 games to prove himself. Torrey's not sitting there back and forth with a guy uh, like Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, you know, give him a chance to really prove himself, get into a rhythm, be the number one quarterback, the starter, week in, week out, and see what he does. Allow the confidence to flow through him. You're like not winning games with Andy Dalton. It. So it's not like, oh, we can bring in Andy Dalton and we will still finish last in the division. <laughs> Might as well give a chance to a guy like Drew Locke where, guess what, you're going to finish last in the division. So maybe, maybe with Drew Locke, he is halfway decent, and you finish third in your division. Going back to the Carolina Panthers and Baker Mayfield and a, a trade for like a 2023 pick in the draft, Like, if you're the Browns, do you accept a third-rounder, or are you asking for a two? Because I think we can agree he's not going for a one. No, no. But he was the former number one pick, so does that value a two pick? I, I can't see a world where Matt Ryan gets traded for a three and Baker Mayfield gets traded for a two. Even in the separation of contracts? Yeah. Yeah. And Cleveland doesn't have, like, any leverage in this. You've already acquired Deshaun Watson, and you've already acquired Jacoby Brissett. You're going to keep Baker Mayfield on your books as QB3? Like, no, I'm offering you a three at most. Yeah. That's where I think he's going for a three or four. The Browns don't have a choice but to accept a three. Yeah, he's he's kind of forced their hand. Everybody knows he wants out. Everybody knows that Cleveland wants to get rid of him. Why would you be like, ah, I'll offer you a second? No chance. I might come at them and say, hey, how about a conditional sixth? Let's just get him off your book. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Which I, I could see that happening. So I, there's no market where Baker Mayfield should get a day one or day two return pick. If Carolina doesn't go after him, I mean, that's pretty much a lock. They're getting a quarterback at six then, correct? I don't think so. Or you would think? you? I do not think so. I think they might roll out another year of Andy Dalton. Or not Andy Dalton. Uh, other Darnold. Andy Dalton. Sam Darnold. <laughs> Andy Dalton 2.0. There we go. Well, higher draft pick. No, I don't think it's a lock that they go quarterback just because Matt Rule hasn't done that yet. He's had two chances to draft a quarterback, and he hasn't done it. They've gone for like a corner and defense, and I don't know that he wants to pair with a rookie guy. So I would actually bet against them taking a quarterback because this is the weakest quarterback class. To try and get a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Like, and again, not to keep bringing up Justin Fields all the time, they passed on him. Very much You could so. have had him last year, and you're like, nope, we're good. We'll so you're going to look at this year's class and be like, now's the time to do it. <laughs> Malik Willis all the way. Who's I like him? He's a decent quarterback, but I still can't believe a lot of teams kicking themselves for not draft, drafting Justin Fields last year. Yep. For sitting there and could have just drafted him. The Bears traded up to get him. Congratulations to the Bears. I think we can look at that move now and say, yeah, that's good. You did the a same good thing job. with Mac Jones, too. Just kept falling right there to New England. New England's uh-huh. like, huh, guess we'll take him here. Yeah, and you know we've been talking a lot about it. A lot of people like to ask this question of, where would guys like Kenny Pickett be if they were in last year's draft class? That's a fun thing to do because Kenny Pickett should have been in last year's draft class. And we wouldn't have been talking about There's it. There's a reason why he's in this one. Homie would have been like a second or third round quarterback last year. I'm, I'm talking like quarterback six, quarterback seven in that draft class. <laughs> I could see him as low as quarterback nine or ten in that draft yeah. class last year. 
People forget it was sneaky deep. Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond, Davis Mills, yep. and the five that went in the first round. Sneaky deep quarterback class last year. So, And I am the guy who I wouldn't take a quarterback in the first round. Yep. If I were the Detroit Lions, I might consider one at pick 32. Like if for some reason Malik Wills falls to pick number 32, I'd snatch him up. No yeah, problem. Pull the trigger on that one. Absolutely. But if I'm the Saints, if I'm the Steelers, I don't know if I'm taking one of these quarterbacks in the first round. <laughs> now, it does stink being the Steelers right now. I'd be like, oh, Mitchell Trubisky, this is our guy. Yeah. Yeah. The, between the Steelers and the Commanders, I think there's some regret on how they handle the quarterback situation. Oh, I mean, they, Jumping the gun and bringing in those guys. At least with the Steelers, you didn't give up any draft picks to bring him in. Would you rather have Mitchell Trubisky or Carson Wentz as your quarterback next season? Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, come on. You're just saying that because of me. Nope, I'm not. I don't do that. I don't pander to people. <laughs> I would. Like, what is the upside with Carson Wentz? It's not great. Uh, he's had two, three seasons that were pretty bad. Two really bad seasons. Yeah, lots of injuries. With Mitchell Trubisky, mindset. at least there's that hope that he went to Buffalo for a year, figured things out, and can be halfway decent. Carson Wentz, he's expensive. He's old. He's not popular in locker rooms. That's why I go Trubisky. Yeah, and you look okay. at Trubisky, he's like, this guy likes to kiss titties. So do like, I. Yeah, if he sucks, That's it's like, yeah, you're Mitch Trubisky. You're supposed to suck here. We've never <laughs> seen you be good, so <laughs> uh, I'm fine with that. But I would. I like the upside of the younger guys that have been in the league. Even if, you know, Mitch Trubisky comes in and he kind of Ryan Tannehill's this thing. It's where he's pretty decent, but you win a lot of games. You're good with that. And we've seen that in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that from Carson Wentz. We've seen him be decent, but they lose games. I mean, like, you said, there's a possibility we see the old Adam Gase treatment here with Mr. Trubisky then. Oh, got away from Matt Nagy. Right. Look at this. Actually decent. Yeah. Or maybe we see him, Marcus Mariota, where it's like, actually, you were the quarterback we thought you were. <laughs> yeah. Have fun being our backup, though. Not good. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, let's get to our first break. Uh, first sponsor, Roper Kia. Go in there, check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it, any make or model. And if you mention us here at Mike Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. And it's a very nice, hassle-free buying experience. We've mentioned it before. I no longer go anywhere else. I won't do it. Putting up with these car salesmen is a shitty, shitty day, and it feels like it takes about six hours trying to negotiate. There's a middleman. You don't have to deal with that at Roper Kia. They're going to try to get you the best deal. And again, mention us here at Mike Up. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Bingo, bingo. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And the best part about the site is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out. So you don't even have to worry about it. Also with Gunspot, you know, they sell a lot of cool stuff on that site. I just recommend going and checking it out. There's probably a gun that you're looking at. And you're like, I didn't know. That's something that I could buy for that low of a price. I'm going to go ahead and try and do it. Bam, then you do. Another thing, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with guns. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago I was complaining because I have a mole problem? I, feel, I think it's a mole problem uh, to where over the fall and winter they kind of tore up my yard. Now it's spring. Oh, time. like your yard moles. Okay. I was just like, yeah, it's hey, not like oh, on my little, skin. Little True Tuesday, a little TMI here, huh? I have a mole in my front yard. Gotcha. That's leaving the little mole trails everywhere. Front yard is like still in front of your house, not your. Usually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I might have to go to Gunspot. <laughs> Solve that problem. I was so pissed. Tell the True Tuesday, I was out doing some yard work on Sunday. I was so pissed. I don't get angry a lot, hence the nickname. I was angry. We were just kicking the molehills. It's like, damn, mole. stomping them, stomping them. I, I <laughs> wish I would have. I looked by. up some YouTube videos. I about went full Caddyshack on this thing, where it's like, okay, just put a water hose down in one of the holes, flood it, mole will leave. Yeah. I also saw a guy who attached a tube to his exhaust of his truck, put it down the mole hole. And just rev this truck up. And I'm like, that's got to be illegal. <laughs> that's murder, dog. <laughs> but that's kind of where I am with this mole problem. 
if I drive by your house and I see you just revving up your truck with a freaking pipe into the ground, it's going to be like, this guy's trying to kill the earth. <laughs> yeah, Carbon monoxide in his front yard. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So that's where I'm at. I'm I'm considering making some moves in my life because of these stupid ass moves. Yeah, I just I just keep picturing this on more levels of like just randomly just kind of going through neighborhood, just going on a drive with the family, and you make this little turn. You see about seven police cars, and you keep going. And it's like this guy is shooting into his yard with a shotgun. Yeah. There's that's three pumps right there. Pop pop pop. Oh my <laughs> Two god. Two pumps is fine. Yeah. Three pumps. That's when you get in trouble. Yeah. Right. Okay, let's look at this mock draft before I get angry about moles. Um, the godfather of mock drafts, Mel Kuyper, put out a mock this morning. So if you haven't seen it yet, uh, you can go check it out. We won't read every pick that he has. But I do like to go through here. This is the first mock draft I've seen post-combine. Mm-hmm. And you know, during the combine, we had even talked about, like, oh, some of these quarterbacks might fall even more. After the senior bowl, I think we kind of saw a rise where you're seeing some guys get drafted top 10, I will tell you that's not the case uh, for at least Mel Kuypers. And I, we're going to start to see more, I'm sure, uh, Todd McShay, Matt, Jordan Reed. A lot of these guys are going to have mock drafts starting to come out. I mean, it's a little over a month away now. So you're starting to figure it out. Aiden Hutchinson, still the number one overall pick. Yep. Uh, I think that's becoming very obvious. Uh, as soon as we saw Cam Robinson re-sign with Jacksonville, it kind of signaled to everyone they're probably going with Aiden Hutchinson. I like that one. Uh, Detroit at number two is an interesting pick, and I have uh, what I think is a hot take on this one. They have Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, going number two. I think he's going to fall in the draft. Really? Why? I do. Uh, Because he is a safety. That's the only reason. I think he's a great player. He's 6'4", 220 pounds. Ran like a four five nine four six something like that, very versatile. But the NFL is scared to take guys like this, and maybe Detroit does take him at number two. I like that pick. If they did that yeah. on draft day, I'm a, I'm on board. But I, really I do like think it. he's going to fall. Like I think he could be a guy. Sorry, go ahead. Just because he's a safety and because the NFL doesn't like to draft these guys this high. I do wonder though with Detroit if it's different because they're looking for foundation pieces to build around. No, those and, knee biters. Yeah, I mean Those this, and that's this is the kid defense. for defense. Yeah, this yeah. is the kid, and it's like bam. Then you have Jeff Kuda at corner, who, you're, I mean, I don't remember how he did last year, but I mean his rookie season wasn't nothing spectacular. But like right. you got both of those guys on your defense, and then the secondary, you got to be happy with that. That's two young studs right there, and Kyle Hamilton, who we saw at Notre Dame, just fly all over the field. He's yeah, a big he hitter, he that, can roam. He's just everywhere. He could be your leader on your defense. He could be your guy. Uh, to go along with like guys like Penny Sewell, T.J. Hawkinson that they've drafted mm-hmm. recently. So I do like the pick. I do like the player. I do think that it's going to be wrong. We'll see. I think Mel Kuyper probably knows the draft better than I do. But we'll see what happens. And that's the crazy thing about the draft is that Detroit could absolutely love Kyle Hamilton and he be in play for number two. But then mm-hmm. they go in a different direction and you see a guy like Kyle Hamilton fall to 20. Because yeah. no one else really valued him there. But we'll see. Um, Houston at number three, taking the tackle out of NC State. It's kind of crazy to see Evan Neal is not, I mean, just what, a month of, ago? He was a lock for first overall. Yeah. I mean, we went to Dallas, and it was that. just like, boom, there he is. Mm-hmm. And now uh, not even the first tackle off the board. And you see Aquanu out of NC State. The Pick number four, though, is an interesting one. That's where we see the first receiver come off the board. Yep. I was kind of surprised to see a receiver come off the board so high in Drake London from USC. He's a guy that I love, though. One of the reasons why I love him so much are his basketball highlights. Dude, he also played basketball at USC. He can jump out the gym. He's not going to be like a blazer in the 40, but I think the 40-yard dash is incredibly overrated. Yep. Now, you just see these guys drafted every year based off of a 40 time, and they end up being terrible. So I, I like that pick. Um Evan Neal goes number five, so there's your top five guys. But one thing that I definitely found interesting was the lack of quarterbacks in the top ten. Yep. So I keep top scrolling 10. on ESPN, and I'm looking. Where's the first quarterback? Like, where are these guys at? I even got to, like, pick 12 and thought, oh, I missed it. Yeah. No, that is not the case. The first quarterback comes off the board at pick number 18, 
That's where the New Orleans Saints are drafting, uh, as we talked about in the first segment. I still think they could go quarterback and pair him. They have Mel Kuyper has Kenny Pickett going number 18 overall. Maybe you pair him with Jameis Winston for a couple years, and then he can take over. The weird thing about Kenny Pickett that I've mentioned before, he's actually like 24 years old. Yeah. He is not some 21, 22-year-old quarterback. If he's not ready to go in year one, what the hell has he been doing? That's like that's what I wonder too. Is like with any of these quarterbacks, like even Desmond Ritter, that's you can't bring that guy in and have him sit for a year. And if you do, it's like I mean, what he's a five year senior in college. He had a crazy amounts of success at Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Just to like for reference, because this is wild to me. Kenny Pickett is like I think he's twenty three, twenty four years old. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's twenty five. Yeah, and not yeah. like oh he's about to be twenty six. He just turned. 25 in January. Like mm-hmm. That's where the draft is weird because you get a guy like Kenny Pickett who they don't know if he's pro-ready. Like, congratulations. Now he's a starter at 25, 26 years old. Is that really like what you want to do? So I, I have a lot of questions about that. I, I wouldn't do it if I were the Saints. I don't think I would either. Like, I I just I can't fathom taking any of these quarterbacks in the first round. And then think, even if you take him in the second, it's still not like, a, oh, this is our franchise guy. You just might get to be their career backup. Yeah. Like, for Kenny Pickett, I wouldn't be surprised if he falls in the second round, into the second round. Yeah. Uh, just because the age, the hand size. He had, like, a decent year last year, but it wasn't spectacular. Yeah, I mean, 43 touchdowns, ACC player of the year. They won the AC, ACC conference. Uh, he got like the what the Johnny Unitas quarterback award in college, which is a, is a big deal. So, I mean, he won the awards that quarterbacks need to win heading into the draft. The thing is, it's just like, and we really also didn't have anyone else to win this award. Yeah, exactly. And were there any quarterbacks in college that I'm just overlooking that had a spectacular season? Well, I mean, Bryce Young won the Heisman. He was pretty good. Yeah, well, excuse he's me not draft eligible. Yeah, and even when you mention like, oh, he won the ACC quarterback of the year. Well, yeah, in the year that Clemson doesn't have one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, Spent a whole offseason trying to learn how to say DJ's name, and it wasn't even worth it. <laughs> right, right. And then, then it doesn't even uh, matter towards one the end One thing of I it. did, back to this mock draft, I did notice Trevor Penning ends up landing at 17 to the Los Angeles Chargers. You love that if you're a Chargers fan, but it's also noticeable that like Trevor Penning is just floating right there between like the 17 to 13 range in these mock drafts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, between 14, 17, which kind of surprises me, too. I thought that he would be a guy that would rise up after the combine. I yeah. said it. That was my take. It's not wrong yet. Uh, but I did think that he would work his way closer to the top 10. Um, I did see a lot of people going back to his tape and like, eh, it's pretty pretty sloppy. Like, he's a great athlete, but his fundamentals are pretty sloppy. But I will say, I would hate for the Chargers to get him. Yeah. To have him and Rashawn Slater as their tackles, that sucks for everybody in the AFC West. That yep. sucks for everyone in the AFC. Protecting Justin Herbert with those two guys to tackle, that's scary. And the mindset of Trevor Penning is just absolutely terrifying as well. Mm-hmm. But I would look forward to the fights that could be potentially happen between Trevor Penning and Chris Jones. <laughs> I would pay to see that. There's a lot of fists going into those face masks with mm-hmm. zero care in the world about their hands. Yeah, or uh, Max Crosby versus... Trevor Penning, that would be a a realistic matchup because you get a guy like Max Crosby who's playing left end against the right tackle like Trevor Penning. Look out for that one. That could be exciting uh, <laughs> as well. And then another quarterback coming off the board, number 20 overall, this is where Malik Willis comes off the board to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is another one that's been rumored so much, I'm almost starting to believe that it's going to happen. Like, I'm not even really questioning it. Anymore, We were down at the Senior Bowl, and everybody kept talking about, oh, Mike Tomlin's talking to Malik Willis. He's watching the quarterbacks. And usually I don't buy into that hype, but we saw it last year. I was going to say, didn't he do the same thing with Najee Harris? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's just thing. sitting there staring at him. I and mean, people figured it out. I think, I think he talked. I think Mike Tomlin was like, oh, I love this kid. Or, you know, you get some scouts that talk. People figure it out. Um, Malik Willis, I would love that pick for the Steelers. I feel like, or excuse me, Mike Tomlin has like this intimidation factor where he says, 
we're drafting Najee Harris. And everyone else is like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, everyone else in the room is like, yeah, of course, coach. Like, why yeah, would we like, question you? No one no one else is going to take him. Don't even worry about yeah, it. Like, even Roger Dell is like, uh, yeah, he's going to fall to you. You're fine. Yeah. Sends out a memo Willis. to the other teams in front of him. Was like, hey, by the way, like the Steelers are drafting Malik Willis. Um, <laughs> if anybody has a problem with this, here's Mike Tomlin's email. You can address it <laughs> with him. And everybody else is like, nope, not going to do that. Like Sean McDermott might be the only guy who's like, yeah, I have a problem with that. But he drafts afterwards. Yeah. McDermott, sneaky tough. Wrestler. Uh, Yeah. Would not mess with him. He's also that guy that like, and I remember watching him during that like AFC game, uh, playoff game in Arrowhead where it's just like, he's so much, and this is going to sound really bad, like he's clearly shorter than everyone else that's really there. But, like, just the presence around him is, like, nobody's going to fuck with him. Mm-mm. Like, you're not going to lip off to him at nothing. You just – everyone respects the hell out of him. And it's crazy being able to see that from, like, just a sideline perspective, like, in a close game moment like that. But back to Malik Willis here. Let's say he does get drafted by Pittsburgh. He's number seven at Liberty, correct? I'm not yep. making that up. What number is he in Pittsburgh? You're not about to take seven. the defense number. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way you go seven to seven. No. No, I don't I don't know. Like a – what number would you do? Go to your second favorite number? <laughs> you don't even care about numbers, huh? No. <laughs> I would be like, God, I don't know. I don't have a clue what I'm going to do. I've been seven my whole life. Now it's like I can't be seven. I'd freak out about it. I, <laughs> I can tell. I don't know where you like. We're trying to go in this question. I'm like, what are you talking about? Just, I mean, Malik Willis, you just bang Literally the next be any guy. other number? I don't, I don't know. I feel like that would be a tough decision to have to make. To what? Either play for the Steelers or be like, no, I'm number seven. No, just like, what number am I going to be now? Do I go to number eight? (laughs) I'm not trying to be Lamar Jackson. Do I go to six? I just saw Baker Mayfield struggle. (laughs) Maybe number five, Josh Dobbs. What's up? Yeah, right. Like, I don't even know what number Trubisky is. Ten. Mason Rudolph is two. Yeah. Josh Dobbs is probably not going to make the roster anyway, so... (laughs) I'm surprised Four, he's just five. not working for NASA yet. Like, just go, dude. Yeah, just do your thing, girl. Do your thing. <laughs> um, but in this mock draft, a, another quarterback, the last one, only three of them going in the first round, uh, is pick number 32 to the Detroit Lions, and that is Matt Corral. Matt Corral is a guy who I'm eager to see how he does. This week is a big day for uh, – it's a big week for pro days. Today is Malik Willis's pro day. Tomorrow is Matt Corral's pro day. Yesterday was actually Kenny Pickett's pro day. The only thing I heard about his pro day was his hand got bigger by an eighth of an inch. That's it. And honestly, that is just, that could be whoops, we measured kind of wrong on the first day. Combine? I I I think everyone, I don't think anyone puts any stock into that, like your pro day hand measurement. Like, mm, yeah, nah, your hand's not just going to get bigger. My my hand stretches developed. Who cares? cares? I did see the picture. And the thing with his hand is he has a it almost looks like his thumb has been dislocated at some point in his life and then it did not get set right yeah so i don't i don't know i don't care they call it he like doesn't a, seem to have fumbling issues like a birth defect or something something it's weird it's uh, maybe it's not a defect but it's like double i think it was like double jointed it was like double like that might be what a true double jointed thumb looks like it's not like not I just because you can double have a jointed though, because he can't stretch it out more that's what i'm wondering I don't know. Because if like, it were double-jointed, he'd be like, oh, my hand's nine and a half inches. Fine. What if it's double-jointed at the wrong joint? What if like, it's not jointed? Not the one by your wrist, the one up by like where your thumb. You're trying to say double-joint. What if it's not jointed? <laughs> How are you even gripping a ball? How are you gripping know, anything I, with that? With the hand size, I don't think it really matters. I would be more concerned about his arm strength than his hand size, which sometimes those can go hand in hand. Well, his arm strength is fine, isn't it? I mean, he can, no, he it's not it. impressive. He's, he does not have a strong arm. Not like in comparison to, you know, Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, but. No, I mean, it's, it is average. It is not good. Matt Ryan arm strength. Probably not. It's less than that? Probably. What's Matt Ryan first rounder. Get him out of here. Like, it's, like, it's not. You're not going to see Kenny Pickett make a throw and be like, oh, my God, such a strong arm. Here's a trivia question for you. Do you know what. Uh, Matt Ryan's first pass resulted in? An interception. Touchdown. 67-yard touchdown to Muhammad Sanu. I remember watching it live. I saw that highlight come back through the other day, and I was like, damn, I'm old. (laughs) Phenomenal. Cool. Cool. Thought I'd share the story with you. Um, Anything more notable from the mock draft that you saw? 
Um, the amount of receivers that kind of kept going off in the first round, um, I do wonder if some of them kind of start to fall. I, you know, yeah, like a Traylon Burks hasn't had great interviews or yeah, and pro he's days. still sitting there. Uh, Jahan Dotson, Jahan Dotson, another one well. that's like, oh, you you have him going in the first round. It feels like he's kind of slipping to me. I will say there's one more that caught my eye. That's pick number twenty-seven overall was Brees Hall, running back. Oh, I have not seen a running back mocked in any first rounds uh, for a while. I do like Brees Hall, and even Kuiper says in the write-up that like he made this pick before they re-signed Leonard Fournette. So even then, like I, I don't even think Mel Kuiper would say this today. Yeah. Which peek behind the curtain for some of these guys? He probably had to have this finished yesterday, early like Monday morning, eight a.m. Have to have it turned yeah. in so you can get it published. So even I think if you ask him today, it would be, eh, no, that's probably not going to be the pick now because Leonard Fournette signed a three-year deal. Oh, I guess I didn't see that it was yeah, three, three years, years twenty-one months. million dollars to stay in Tampa Bay. Oh, good for him. Uh, back to Jameson Williams because I brought his name up. I'm not necessarily surprised to see him in the first round. It was just where? Pick 21 to New England. Do you think he gets drafted? And I don't want to say like super early, but like right there in the middle of round one? I like him a lot. I mean, even off the ACL injury? Yeah, because the ACLs just don't really scare me anymore. The thing that I don't like is I don't know that he's a great fit for New England. It's kind of what I maybe they're gonna change. Maybe they need a deep threat guy. Maybe that's what they're going for. Uh, so I could see that, but he doesn't fit that little slot receiver who's going to dominate underneath. But again, maybe they're steering away from that. No more Josh McDaniels in New England. So maybe the new offensive coordinator does want somebody that can take the top off the defense, and that is Jamison Williams. Mm-hmm. So that did surprise me um, as well. But I, I think that was it for the surprising picks. You can check it out. I think it's on ESPN+. Plus. So good luck there if you don't have the subscription. Um, you can find it on Reddit. But let's do talk more. And uh, just to update again, pro days this week. Yesterday was Kenny Pickett. I heard next to nothing about it. Today is Malik um, Willis out of Liberty. Tomorrow, Matt Corral. Thursday, Desmond Ritter. So a lot of quarterbacks this week. You should check them out. You should also check out Club 609, one of my favorite establishments in the entire world that I've ever been to. Two-for-one drink specials, happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock, home to the Chad Nachos, which sound absolutely amazing right now. This is like a pound of meat. It's the biggest nachos I think I've ever seen. Uh, Yeah. I think they make them on a giant platter dish, like where you would make a fucking pizza, and then they just slide it onto a plate and say, good luck. Like It's a plate, but it's not like a, oh, this is a normal plate. It's, I don't even think you can call it a plate. I think it's like a platter or a dish. It's like, you know when you go to a restaurant and you order... Uh, Nachos? <laughs> funny guy. <laughs> it's a giant-ass plate with some delicious nachos on it. Check them out. Club 609. 609 South Main Street right here in Joplin, Missouri. Uh, guaranteed good time is going to be happening. Absolutely. And speaking of fantastic establishments in Joplin, you ought to visit one right here located in the heart of the city on 1st and Main Street. It's called Downtown Lube. I don't know if you guys have heard about what it. What do they do there, Big Country? Uh, they specialize in tires and lube, but let me tell you, they're much more than that. So visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Also, you know, I said it with Gunspot. I'm going to say it again here at Downtown Lube. It's not a matter of when. It's a matter of if. Not nope. necessarily with danger. Flip that. <laughs> you said it's not a matter of when. It's a matter of if. Is that what I said? <laughs> you did. It's a matter of if. <laughs> Did I really say that? There's you no way say I just it mixed two up. times a day. Five There's no days way I just week. messed up my own saying. <laughs> you did. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. How the f did I mess that up? <laughs> Anywho, everyone needs a royal change in their tire service. Just get it done at Downtown Lube. Cash. <laughs> two times a day, brother. Five days a week. That's For like almost five months now, I've been saying you that. You say it like forty to fifty times a month. <laughs> yeah. It's because. But you I actually like that you got involved on that one. I was like, what is a big country? What are it they? threw you off. Threw no, you I off. actually I loved it so much that I, I fumbled, <laughs> be like I fumbled you, the bag. If you made a comment. I Daniel the... Jones this in the open field. I was so excited to score a touchdown, <laughs> I freaking tripped over myself. Yeah. Hey, every day is a Super Bowl, man. You, you can't get distracted. Well. I bring the A game, and that's what I actually do. really like that saying. Every day is a Super Bowl. 
Well, that is another one that is not my saying. I took that from someone else. I know stop, yesterday we had the whole stop discrediting your one water off a duck's back thing. Blew my mind. That's insane. <laughs> Every day is the Super Bowl. Psh. Yeah, use that one. Put that up in your apartment before you leave. You know, you dog. You know me so well. Sign, I'm going right there, right on my affirmations board, which is also a calendar. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Tell the truth Tuesday. One of my favorite things that we do on this program. And I had one that was so awkward this weekend, so awkward. I have two daughters, had them this weekend. One of them went to a sleepover. So me and my oldest daughter did like a daddy-daughter date. It's like, hey, what do you want to do? We'll go do all the things that you want to do. Your sister, not around, doesn't have an opinion on it. One (laughs) of the things that she wanted to do was go to Academy Sports and Outdoors. She wanted to look for new shoes and see if they had any like shorts or something. I don't. She wanted to go shopping. So we did, and we're in there, and I see this person look at me. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, we make eye contact, but I'm like, don't know you, moving on. And then it hit me. Like, it registers. Like, I do know you, actually. And then I look again, make eye contact, and this person says, hi. And I said, oh, hey, how are you doing? Like, I haven't seen you in forever. It was one of my friend's ex-wives. I'm like, Ooh. oh my God, I haven't seen you in probably five years. Like the, it's an ex-wife. The marriage did not end well, but I didn't, I didn't do it. I'm just a friend in this situation. <laughs> so I'm like, Hey, how are you doing? Like been a long time and not received well. She just looked at me and was like, good. And turned around, walks off as if like, I'm the one that ended their marriage. I'm not. Spoiler alert. I'm not the one. I could not believe how rude a person could be. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I was being – I'm a pretty nice guy. Yeah. When people are rude to me, I really question it. Like what? I gave you an exciting, hey, how you doing? I don't do that a lot. For me to be like, oh, my God, how are you? I really don't give a fuck, but now I really don't give a fuck. Like I couldn't believe it. Seeing a uh, friend's ex-wife, not even my ex-wife, my own ex-wife would never even. That's be what I thought you met here when you were like seeing exes. I'm like to tell the truth. I also love the way that we've started to label these, where we give nothing away, but it's also like, what the fuck is this about to be? It's got to be enough information to surprise you, but also enough <laughs> for me to remember what it was. But I couldn't believe it. And then even I'm like, I was kind of bothered by it in the store, and I'm like, whatever, like it doesn't matter. I'll probably never see her again. We continue our shopping. And this guy walks up to me, like I'm looking at shirts. We've moved on to the men's department. And the guy says to me, older man, uh, looks like you brought some female help today. To me and my daughter, who is nine years old. And when I tell you I was seconds away from killing a man in an academy sports, I was seconds away. I didn't know like what he meant by like, oh, female help. I'm like, she's fucking nine. I didn't say that, but I thought about it. But I gave him this look like, what's your motive? Say, say another word. You're about to get strangled with a T-shirt, my man. But such a weird, just weird dude. The guy's probably – he probably just ran in the same instance you did with seeing your friend's ex. Where he's like, hey, man, I'm just trying to be nice. Just cool that dad and daughter out here shopping. Probably. But yeah. <laughs> You're just like, dead. <laughs> say any, anything about my daughters, I'm on it. <laughs> That's what your friend's ex is doing. Like, oh, you think I'm having a good day? No, I'm fucking divorced, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, I'm still divorced, and yeah. I've also gained weight. <laughs> Oh, yikes. (laughs) My life stinks. (laughs) And then we leave. We leave Academy, and I even told my daughter. We went to checkout. Like, we bought a few things. We went to checkout, and there stands the friend's ex-wife in line. So I'm like, hey, we're going to take another lap around the store. I don't want to be standing next to her in line. So my daughter is like, this is the weirdest thing you've ever done. I'm like, well, get used to it, sweetheart. There's more where this came from. (laughs) So we wait. I do a lap around the store, and then we get back in line. Where it was busy on Saturday, so there's a long line. It's fine. They had multiple registers open. They call me. They're like, next? It's the cash register right next to her. After the lap? After I did a lap. So I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? I pretend like I don't see her. I'm like, nope, didn't see you there. I'm just going to check out with my back toward, <laughs> towards you. I, even the cashier was probably like, this guy's weird. And my daughter is like, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> so then we pay. It's fine. That's whatever. We're leaving. She's parked right next to me. Oh, my I can't gosh. get away from this lady. Can't get away from her. Even though I was like, hey, Maya, I'm going to come open your door. And she's like, what are you doing? It's like, 
I just need to stand here and talk to you for a little bit because I can't go to the driver's side of the truck right now because I might have to talk to her again. That's my tell the truth, weird ass. She Academy is so thing. awkward in this situation. I did it. Yeah. I, your daughter's just like, Dad, just get in the fucking truck and let it go. <laughs> you crazy ass old man. Get in the truck. We could already be home. <laughs> We're supposed to get Chinese food. Get your fucking ass in the truck, Dad. That's uh, a direct quote. So that was uh, that happened to me this weekend. Tell the truth. Tuesday. I'm I'm sorry you went through that. My first tell the truth Tuesday. Uh, I have it written down as I bark back at dogs. Now let me explain this. In my apartment complex, there's a lady who lives about two doors down on the second floor. So you got to ride an elevator up, and you walk through like a decently it's a decent hallway that you got to walk. So I pass this door, and she's got two little dogs, and I'll see her take them on walks. And when the dogs are outside, like in the hallway, they don't chirp, they don't nothing. They're like that's a big guy. Not fucking with them. When they're behind the door, they think they're just real tough shit. So they're just freaking barking away. And so I get to a point where I get sick and tired of it. So I'm just like, shut up. And then they keep barking. So it's like, I'm going to bark back. And then I'll do it. And they pause for a little bit. And then they, like, start barking back. And so then I'm in the process of unlocking my door and getting in the car or in the apartment. And it's just like a little bark back and forth. And I was dying laughing at myself last week when I did it. I was like, I got to tell Melo. This is a Tell the Truth Tuesday. I'm an idiot barking back at these dogs in a hallway. I hope she's not home because she can clearly hear it. In the hallway, too. In the, yeah, I mean, and it is echoing. You're like, Wah! There's and probably some kind of back. surveillance, too. She's going to go to the front office and be like, hey. There's a crazy guy. I think there's a guy who keeps barking at my apartment. I think the, uh, the other crazy neighbor is barking at my dogs through the door. <laughs> but it's like you think I'm barking back, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, it's I'm matching their bark, which is like a rawr, rawr, rawr. so it's like we're having a conversation of like who's there, none of your business. No, who is it? I'm not telling you. Mm. F off. I haven't told the truth apartment. Tuesday that it's about dogs. Um, an ex girlfriend of mine. Let's just talk more about them. <laughs> an ex girlfriend of mine believed that dogs talk to each other via barking, <laughs> like that they were actually speaking words to one another in a conversation. And I'm like, like you are English a, words or like yes, each bark like is a word. They have their own language that they are communicating in barks. I'm like, no, you are a smart person. Why would you think this? Like, why? Like, they communicate via like body language and things like yeah. that. But they're not having a conversation via barks. And she, till we split, would not believe it. Even had to, like, she did that thing to where she's like, going to ask her mom about it. And she did uh, in front of us. She's like, Mom, don't dogs talk to each other when they bark? And her mom looked at her with the most disappointed look I think I've ever seen a parent give a child. <laughs> of like, oh, honey, no. <laughs> they don't. And she even said, like, they communicate with, like, body language and things like that. And I'm like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> this is it. Idiot. <laughs> so just so you know, dogs do not communicate via bark yeah i do think that barking is some form of communication but yeah. it's not like yeah like if dogs growl, did that then don't every dog would be barking constantly, constantly around other dogs constantly but they don't so, like, <laughs> smart girl terrible take oh, terrible yeah take. that is bad um speaking of dogs i have another one i'm just i'm becoming the get off my lawn guy literally uh, this weekend i was doing some yard work and I was getting some of the leaves away from my fence area and that were on, like, the side of my house where the wind doesn't blow. And I stepped in dog shit. Ooh. I do not have a dog. So that's a problem for me. I'm like, whatever. It's fine. Maybe just a, a stray dog or somebody. It's fine. I keep working. I step in dog shit again. So now we're up to two times that I've stepped in dog shit. Now I'm pissed because I don't have a dog. My neighbors don't have a dog. And almost immediately after I stepped into dog shit for the second time, I see this dude walking his dog in my neighborhood, right in front of my house. And I just had that feeling of, I fucking know it's you. So I shout Is that the old crazy guy that's always doing the videos on his phone? Yes. So <laughs> This guy that I already have a problem with. <laughs> yeah, I actually saw him walking his dog that time after he told me when I was it's leaving your dog. house. I almost dog. ran him over. I was just like, dude, you're freaking weird. But if you're letting your dog shit in my yard, I'm going to have a problem with you, not the dog. Dog is cool. Dog is just doing what yeah. it's supposed to. You're the one that's supposed to be, like, taking it back on the leash. So, so I let it be known. 
And I said it out loud. I'm like, oh my God, somebody's letting the dog shit in my yard while he's walking by. So now he knows I know. And I will tell you, I'm a grown-ass man. I'm not afraid to shit in someone's yard. I don't have a dog to be like, oh, let your dog shit in their yard. I personally will go shit in your yard <laughs> if you're letting your dog shit in mine where my children play. <laughs> Again, crazy dad. I'll shit in your yard, man. So if you're listening to this, you're always outside, you're always on your phone, now you know that's what you got coming for you. Keep your ho- your dog on a leash or I'm going to shit in your yard. That's my tell the truth. Uh, one thing I hate about myself is when people tell me stories or something like that, I just start picturing it in my mind. <laughs> it's just like you know, what is I paint name? like a whole fucking scenario in my Jim mind Carrey so movie? quickly. Where this happens to him, like me, myself, and Irene, the dog keeps shitting in his yard, so then he just walks over, grabs the newspaper, and is like squatting. That's going to be me. Oh, man. Just uh, – like once again, driving by, dude shooting moles in his front yard with a shotgun. Drive by again, taking a shit in his neighbor's yard. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. What's going to happen is he's always outside, so one day I'm going to find some dog shit in my yard. I'm going to have to walk up to his house while he's also outside – He's just going to be like, hey, what's up, neighbor? Like, what are you doing? Just here to take a massive dump in your yard, man. <laughs> Had Subway for lunch. It's time to let it out. <laughs> clean up. It's time to let the dogs eat. Clean up after your dog. So uh, that's, Do the old uh, poop in the back, throw it on his front door. Yeah. The old uh, spider uh, effect. What I would do is I'd put poop in a bag, and I would chuck it at the front door. That's what I just said. Like, not the front porch. No, yeah. It's on the front door. Hit the yes. door. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we agree on that one. <laughs> yeah. No, so I'm not just generally get... setting it there. I'm 100 mile an hour. You're going to call throw. from like the Web City Police Office. Know hey, that I've shit. Double layer it in the bag, though. So when you're sitting there flipping it to throw it, it doesn't rip out and get you. I've either killed a mole or I've shit in someone's yard. <laughs> I mean, this is like a bad, <laughs> a bad time for you to be dealing with this because you have a lot of cops that live in your neighborhood. At least six. And like what I usually say is there are. Probably about six, I think, within a golf ball range. One hundred percent. You not even like a driver range. Like, yeah, I think you could probably throw a baseball. Yeah, for at least four. Mm -hmm. That's why, like, my daughters wanted to come up with a plan. They did this thing at school to where you have to have like a fire exit plan at your house, an intruder plan. Like, if your parents like, what they said is if your parents fall asleep and can't wake up plans of like if i die what's yeah. the plan and like what are the numbers and i'm like hey there's a cop there's a cop there's a cop just walk and get the police <laughs> like you don't have to call anyone if there's a fire walk to a cop's house if i can't wake up walk to a cop's house i maybe tell them to speed up like maybe put a little a little pep in your step <laughs> yeah. in case there's a possibility i can come back to life <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so that's my plan those are my tell the truth uh my uh here's my last one your last one, you got one more? Yeah. I got, okay. I got one more there. Oh, you dog. You're something else. But my last one is when we were in Nashville, uh, someone had sneezed, and I heard you go, bless you, to them. Like, you said it immediately. And I was like, yeah, bless you. And in it process in my mind, I had been messing up the excuse me and bless you response to a sneeze for a minute. How, where I had how? been saying... Bless me. <laughs> what? You wouldn't say to other people? Nope. To myself. Okay. So like when you see you Quinn and Williams. I Quinn and Williams. I said, bless me. You don't say excuse me. You say bless me. Bless me. <laughs> and it hit me. I don't know why. It's like I don't know when I messed it up. I don't know how long I've been doing it. And it's just it's not been like a sneeze. Excuse me. And it's not like I'm real loud. Like, oh, bless me. It's just like, oh, bless me. I... I I had to talk about it. I, I feel like that's something I had to admit, and I feel like it'd be something good to discuss. But I have been saying "bless me" after my own sneeze for a minute now. One thing that drives me nuts on this topic is if someone sneezes and I don't say "bless you," and they make the comment of like, "Oh, you you didn't say bless you." What the fuck's the matter? Who has ever done that? Oh, I've had it happen. Look, it had to be a girl. It was. Yeah. But I've I've had it happen. I was like, oh, nobody's going to say bless you. And I don't you. say that like, like oh, I hope the rest of your day is okay. I didn't say bless you when you sneezed. It's like, it's an outdated, like, why do we even do it anyway? I, yeah. I usually just say, oh, like, God bless you. 
try to make like a little haha out of it. Like, yeah. God bless you after that sneeze. Must have been rejuvenating. I don't know. It's just it's a weird thing that we <laughs> still do. I just I know a girl did that to you. Like probably trying to flirt. Like oh, you're not gonna blast me. Like no, no, I'm not. Could have happened, but ooh, I'm not gonna do it. I think I'm just done with it. I'm not even gonna say bless you anymore. <sighs> I'm glad I got that off my chest. Been sitting on it for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you've been messing it up, I did expect you, with all due respect, to mess it up even more to where you were saying, like, bless me to other people. No. <laughs> Which honestly might make more sense. If somebody sneezes and releases oh, those me. demons, you should be like, oh, bless me. Like, I hope I don't get whatever it is you have. Like, oh, good Lord, take care of me, not you. Maybe I'm just selfish. Uh, that's That's it for us. Today, a weird Tell the Truth Tuesday, as they usually are. And don't forget, you guys uh, can get involved with your Tell the Truth Tuesdays. Send in those DMs. Uh, I won't say your name. I, we've had a couple listeners submit their Tell the Truth Tuesdays. I, I won't reveal your name, or you can just tweet at me. Maybe you do. Maybe you want to put it right here in the chat in the call-in app where you can find Big Country and I every weekday starting at 10 a.m., Sometimes a little bit of technical difficulties, but we'll be here uh, right here in the call and out. We thank you guys for joining us today. Hope you enjoy your Tuesday.